the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Uh, And that's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively and invest conservatively. There. Okay. And so... uh, the what we'll be talking today a lot about what's happening in the market a tremendous amount of volatility how's it what's how's it affecting your retirement what's happening with these trade wars what's happening with all of the the Syria everything else out there and and how does that affect you and, and what are the trends where are things going and first we want to sit there in in and, and work on and to try to sit there and get get an idea of of where you stand for retirement. So ask yourself, what is what is your savings rate? Do you know it? Notice I gave you some time to think about it. Uh, the so if you're not at ten percent, uh, you really should bump that up. Uh, we still have. Uh, let me see. What is the date? We still have. I think you have. Uh, yeah, you have until Monday to put money into your four hundred into your into your IRA or Roth IRAs uh, for 2017 uh, since the April 15th is on Sunday. So you still have an opportunity to put away some money. Talk to your financial advisor. There's still time to do it. There's also, you can always go to your HR person, bump up your savings rate to 10% or more. Uh, but that's the, those are the numbers. And plus the company match, typically the number, the, the actual number for savings is about 13.3%. It's been a really tough, tough couple years for savers. <laughs> Interest rates were at the lowest point in 5,000 years, uh, into ju- ju- uh, ju- July of 2016. Lowest in five thousand years, and in Europe they still have negative interest rates as they seek to base to basically penalize savers and the prudent people in in the world and the, and the the reckless spenders and and people running up deficits somehow uh, always get a break. But uh, it, things have a way of coming around the other way, and when that happens, that's going to take out all these reckless people, and then the savers are going to come out ahead. And so that's what you have to understand. We're now seeing that the the savings rates are going up, CD rates are going up, interest rates are going up. Uh and that that that's exciting. Uh you can get uh, really good rates just on two-year treasuries. And so we put some of those in our clients accounts. So there so there's starting to be some opportunities for savers on the fixed income side. Inflation's going up, so you got to be careful about going out too far. We'll be discussing that a little later in the show as well. So, but but uh, things are starting to pick up 
for savers. It, and it's important because, look, we're making zero progress on our deficits, zero pro- progress on our entitlements. And and so, so this is something that um, we really would like to see happen, uh, you know, changes, and it's just going to take some time. Uh, really, the big story here over the last so far for 2018, really two big stories, the return of volatility, the investment markets. What's that mean for your retirement? And also the, uh, the, the, the trade wars and what's going on with Donald Trump. Uh, in uh, it, this, this is a tough one. If you look at it, Donald Trump was elected to for the to fight for the working people in this country, he basically won the election. Nobody thought he could win. We thought he could win. In fair on this show, after the Democratic, uh, I want to say the Democratic convention was a Republican or Dem- I think it's a Republican convention. We came out and said, "Look, if they can't take out Donald Trump in the next two weeks, he's going to be the next president of the United States." And I said, "They're going to throw everything they can in the media at Donald Trump to destroy him." They didn't do it. He ended up winning the election. We predicted that. Election. We were talking about that strong possibility Donald Trump was going to win. We kept saying, "Look at the polls. Look at the look at the Rasmussen poll. The ones that didn't have the proverbial dog in the hunt polls seemed to always be saying that Donald Trump was doing better than the polls that were run by CNN and the New York Times, which were Hillary supporters." And, and, and so we were right on that because we understood what Donald Trump understood was that. The working people in this country, in the middle class, were fed up with what was going on in Washington, were fed up with the Chinese taking their jobs, their their factories being shipped overseas along with their future, and with the small elite class in Washington, D.C. and New York City profiting from it. And, and, uh, and he won. And, and so now he's trying to carry through on some of these deficits to, to, to stand up for working people and manufacturing in the United States. And look, look, this is a really big deal. This is not just about the working people in this country. What, what, uh, well, who was it? Uh, Lenin famously said that yeah, the capitals will sell you the rope that you'll hang themselves from. And the, basically the same thing can be said about corporate America in China today. And, uh, you know the, the 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 corporate America will basically sell the goods and technology or give the technology to the Chinese to destroy the United States, and somebody has to stand up for the United States of America. And I, I, I want to give you some numbers so we can understand. And I, I want to kind of expand upon this, you know, in just a little bit bigger picture. China, China produce China is exporting to the United States five hundred and six billion dollars worth of 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 exports. And we're importing $130 billion to China, exporting $130 billion worth of products. We, you know, you oftentimes hear the, what, what is the number, three, uh, $370 billion or something, and it doesn't, but if you really look at the numbers, it, it's $500 billion, over $500 billion that we're importing from China, we're only exporting $130 billion worth of stuff. And, and, you know, a lot of that is, a lot of that is, 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 is oil and a lot of it is, is farm products and stuff. So, which means we're really not getting in, they're not letting any American products into China. They're doing everything they can to try to keep products out of China. Lowly Germany is, 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 uh, not really lowly, but I think they're lowly, but that's just, you know, you know, uh, they're they're eighty six billion dollars. So we're only producing what uh, what uh, basically forty fifty billion dollars more than than uh, 
than than Germany is importing in, in, into into uh, China. So China's making no attempt at all. But it, 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 if you look at these numbers, they're ridiculous. You have to understand going forward. Th- there's always been there's always been. Look, you could go free market democracy, freedom, the United States, or you can go Russia, China, Russia, communism, a totalitarianism, no freedom, command economy. Those were the two choices we had. Well, what happened was when China came up, China was opening up to the world. It was going to become more dem- democratic, more free market, more free enterprise. So people thought, hey, the United States and China are basically the same thing. So, wow, you know, China's more up and coming. It's emerging market. It's exciting. I can produce things over there very cheaply. China is not. China is a hardline communist country that has a president for life for all practical purposes, Xi Jinping. They have a communist organization. China wants to own. They own parts of all the big of many of the big major companies over there. They have Chinese communist uh, party members on the boards of those companies. They have Chinese communist committees inside of those companies, making sure they're towing the line for China. And 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 it is a it's become a command and control state, and and they're simply using the quote free market system to produce things and, and and shovel them into the United States. They do not have freedom in their country. They have massive amounts of huge amounts of political prisoners all over the place in China. They're erecting a massive surveillance system where there'll be cameras on every corner. In China, with with artificial facial recognition systems, this is fascinating to me because I remember when I was in China, I went, I, I've toured around China because we were we were saying, look, China's going to have problems. We went over there, looked. I, I went and looked at a number of cities in China and toured around to see what what was really going on in China. One of the places I went was Tin, Tin, uh, Tiananmen Square. Tiananmen Square. The most remarkable thing about Tiananmen Square is. The sheer number of cameras in Tiananmen Square. There are more cameras per square foot in Tiananmen Square than any place on planet Earth. Think about that. I never will forget. This guy comes up to me. I'm walking innocently along. Well, I'm not that innocent. But uh, through Tiananmen Square with my wife. And this guy comes up. And he's an older gentleman. And he goes, could we have a picture with you? My 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 dad would like a picture with you. Like I was, the, you know, an American. So he was so excited. You know, I said, oh, sure. Yeah. More I thought about it, I realized that I don't think he was just some innocent farmer off the, you know, person off the farm that wanted a picture of America. Personally, I, I think that was probably the security services. They wanted a picture of me uh, more closer. And uh, because some of the things I was telling my I just made some comments to my tour guide in uh and they and so they wanted to know who I was. China, China, the the global leader in facial recognition technology is China. Now, why are is that? So they can you know so you can work on your Apple and your Apple iPhone can recognize you. No, it's so they can sit there and put cameras on corners and. Re- catch people they want to catch political dissent they want to make sure people toe the line and they want to there's areas in china if based on your religion you can only travel a certain number of miles from your house did you know that this place is becoming a totalitarian state it, it is, is there is no freedom. There's fewer and fewer freedoms in China. It is a command control economy. Their stated goal of their 2525 policy is to come into the United States is to control the top 10 major high 
high-value industries in the world, which the majority of are controlled by the United States, including airplanes, artificial intelligence, robotics, medical, and a number of other things, and control them and, and, and take our technology or beat our technology and control the world. That's their goal. They're planning to do it. They have a 50-year plan, and they're going to win. Okay, we have a group of people, our elite class in Washington, D.C., are busily cutting deals with the Chinese, making deals, listening to their BS that they're actually going to change things when they're not. Their record is they're not. They haven't gone to. They're stealing our technology, and they're stealing our plants and equipment, and they're stealing our jobs. And more importantly, more importantly than anything else, they're stealing our children and grandchildren's future. And it's about time somebody stood up to them, and that's Donald Trump now. So, but what I want you to understand is there's two worlds that this is not two free market economies. There, we have a free market system in this country where we let products in. We're generous. They they erect trade barriers. They have uh, tariffs. They have special tax breaks. They have tax rebates. They have uh, limitations. They have ownership limitations. They have majority ownership limitations. They have technology transfer limitations. They have technology transfer requirements. They have technology hacking. Whatever it takes to win, China's going to do it. And it's about time the United States had that same attitude for the American people. They owe that to the American people. Our government owes that to the American people. And Donald Trump is standing up for that. But, But what people in the world have to understand is they have a choice. They can immigrate to China or they can immigrate in the United States. What type of future do they want to have for their children? Do they want to live in a free, uh, uh, have freedom? Do they want to have democracy? There's no freedom in China. There's the Communist Party. You know, we go back and forth on China versus China versus the, uh, the, the United States. Uh, uh, you know, but or not China. We go back and forth with Republicans versus Democrats. But at least you got a choice. There's no choice in China. It, it, the, the, they don't have a free market system. They have a command control economy where the government has increasingly taken control of corporations in China. Am I assume that corporations doing business in China are going to have members of the Communist Party on their committees? Are American companies going to allow that? It, it, and so we have to stand up to China. The global the major corporations today, imports and exports today, in commerce today are controlled by supply chains. Supply chains are put together just in time. They're heavily computerized and optimized to produce products and bring them to market the lowest possible cost and most efficient way. We have to put a question mark in American companies is, is China the, the place to put those supply chains? Are they a reliable partner? Are these people going to go communist? Are they going to sit there and, and lower the boom on the America and endanger my supply chain? We've got to put that question mark in there. What we've done in the United States is we've assured American companies that, oh, there's no problem with China. These people are great guys. They're long-term partners of ours. If you do business in the China, it, it's the same as doing business in the United States. That's not true. It, it shouldn't be true. And, and we need to sit there and make we need to put a question mark in major international multinational companies is, hey, that supply chain to, it, it, go into China back and forth is not a safe place to be. You want to have your factory in the United States if you want to have a safe and secure supply chain. To, to, to ship American products. And, 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 and this is the other thing that Donald Trump is doing. By putting those tariffs in place and by, by, by 
pushing back on the Chinese in a very tough way. What he's doing is he's achieving, he is fo- putting a question mark in American, in, in a multinational companies, particularly American companies. Wait, maybe you can't trust China. Okay, this is a good thing because the other thing, it's going to force American companies to be much tougher with their technology instead of giving it away or allowing it to be stolen by the Chinese. This is a fight for the future of the United States. It's a fight for the future of the world. Are we going to have a world control where, with, where we have freedom, where we have democracy, where we have free markets, free enterprise? Are we going to have a state-controlled communist organization running the planet? That, my friends, is what we're dealing with, and, and people better open their eyes up and understand it. Tell you what, uh, we're also talking about savings investments in your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show up your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're just talking about China. And by the way, the supply chains, we're going to see, I I think you're going to see some deal worked out with Mexico and Canada, because really that's where you want your supply chains running north and south, you know, helping out Mexico, helping out Canada, helping out South America. And not, and 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 that that's what I I think we're going to see more of. But you have to sit there and make sure that these these uh, trade deals we have with with uh, South American and North American countries are set so that that China doesn't come in and basically uh, 
clandestinely ship the products into Mexico. Not clandestinely, but, you know, maybe make the engine in China and all the parts in China and just put a few bolts together in Mexico and ship it up here under the Trade Act, under the NAFTA deal. So this is what we're working on. But but I, I, what, the, the reason for kind of the talk on this, and it's a little deviation from saving investment, is understand there is a the, the idea that 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 China was a was a country that was coming into the world system, a, a new emerging democracy, or even a quasi democracy and free market country, uh, you know, and we were going to become more open. That's out the. That's gone. I mean, it, it's 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 pretty clear that that our policymakers over the last forty years really underestimated China, and. And, and really overestimate uh, underestimated what China was up to, and really overestimated the, their desire to, for a free market, for a, uh, for a democracy, uh, for freedom in their country, and, and 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 it's really it's becoming more much more of a of a hardline, uh, closed communist country, and 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 that's very worrisome when we have a tr- half a trillion dollars worth of debt a year. Uh, 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 half a trillion dollars worth of imports coming in from China, which were basically supporting their economy, and uh, and so this is, and it's not just us that are worried about China. The Japanese are worried about China. The Koreans are worried about China. The Indians are very worried about China. You know, I, I suspect the truth be known. I mean, uh, I think Putin's probably more worried about China in the long run than they are about the United States. In and, and and so uh, there are two worlds. There's a free market, d- democratic free market world with freedom, and then there's a uh, there's a, a communist uh, controlled economy world uh, with China. Where people are going to have to pick. And I don't see huge numbers of immigrants pouring into China. For some reason, the immigrants seem to be pouring out of China. That ought to give you an idea. People are voting with their their lives and their money to get out of China and come to the United States. So something uh, to think about. But what we want is we want we want multinational companies, American, to question their supply lines in China and the safety of those supply lines and the technology because they've been way too lax in and they've endangered the United States. So in our future, the uh, uh, looking over the markets, uh, a couple a couple big things are happening. Uh, we've been talking about this shift. We we think we're drifting toward a, a more inflationary world, in uh, a, a more volatile world. We've been talking about this for a number of months. It's one of the real, real big theme for for 2018 has been more inflation. Since then, we've you know we've really seen oil prices move up. Uh, you know I don't know if, if you realize this, but oil was at sixty eight dollars this week. Now uh, what's going on there? And 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 a couple things really. It's uh, it 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 is the. Oil production in the United States is doing quite well. In 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 Venezuela, it's dropping off. In other parts of the world, it's dropping off. It, and there's some concern now that that China that uh, that Iran could be put on the the uh, back on the sanctions list with oil as well. And if that's the case, uh, that's going to cause a drop. That's going to cause a drop in in production in oil. And 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 that's why they're talking oil could go to eighty dollars. I'm not completely convinced of that I think oil's up here. I I, I think our, our, our trading range for oil was really about 53 to about 65 
67 this year, and really it's, uh, I think I used 67, I don't remember, 65 or 67, it's at 67 right now. It looks like it's going above it. Uh, you know, we've been saying on the show that, that the oil sector is what one of the better places, you know, we felt like was one of the cheaper places in here now. Oh, by the way, if you got any questions or comments, this is a live show. Uh, you can go to our uh you can go give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. The So oil is going up. Oil, you know, oil really appears to be breaking out to the upside. It broke out earlier this year, uh, and, and, we, and we discussed it on the show over the last couple of months. We've been saying, look, oil is breaking out to the upside uh, we've been we've been saying it for months now, and it's looking stronger. One of our real themes this year has been the 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 shift from the financial economy to the real economy, the with jobs, with raises, with plant production equipment, a shift from the the financial engineering of Wall Street in in the Federal Reserve to boost up stock prices, make everybody think the economy is doing great, everything is wonderful. And, and and this is going on for a decade, uh, the huge amounts of financial engineering, huge amounts of, of, of free money coming out of the Federal Reserve, pushing up asset prices. Now we've got to start growing the economy. And we've also said one of our big themes is going to be inflation. So we've been talking about shorter term bonds. Uh, we've been talking about uh, the commodity sector. We've been talking about precious metals, gold, silver, uh, We, we the, the infrastructure building those type of things the real economy and we're seeing some shifts the looking at oil prices uh it really it's broken out uh looking at gold the 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 price of gold has has broken out it's close to breaking out the breakout gold is at about 13.48 and the breakout is about 13.65 it, 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 it and this goes back probably four four years or so before five years, and, and, and then we should see a big, a big surge up there. Uh, we're seeing uh, uh, corn, wheat; uh, those those are going up. Cotton. I was looking at cotton the other day. Cotton's high. Uh, commodities are going up. Inflation is going up. We're, we're making the shift, and we have a very high debt world. And and, and so, th- th- you have to be careful in here. Be, because interest rates are, are also going to be pushed up by this higher inflation in, in this little stronger economy. There's there's really two schools of thought out there with the economy. One school of thought is, hey, the economy is sinking down into recession now. And, and what we're really looking at, we're looking at higher commodity prices. We're looking at the tax cuts, and we're looking at the end of the sequester with the government spending. And all those things we think are going to add up to a stronger economy this year. At the same time, the corporate restructuring is bringing the, – the, 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 the corporate uh, tax restructuring that we did that we passed, the, the big uh, tax reform act, is what it's going to do. It's going to allow a lot more money to come in. That, that's been held overseas is being shifted back to the United States. A lot of corporations like Apple and, and uh, IBM, all these companies, Microsoft, they've had a lot of cash overseas, and now they're bringing a lot because if they brought it back to the United States, they'd have to have, a pay, have to pay a higher tax. Now that has gone away, and they have a special lower tax if they bring the money back. So they're starting to bring money back, and they're going to start spending money on it. And And we think – Part of this money is going to go into new plant, new equipment, research and development, all of those things to to start boosting up production in the United States. So 
we're we, and we think people are getting more optimistic. We we see raises coming through. We're seeing bonuses. I, I think I was I forgot the number. I want to say thirteen hundred companies gave out bonuses because of the tax cuts. So all of this we think is going to add up to a stronger economy than than, than people think. It, it, right now, so we've seen some weak numbers come in, but keep in mind we've had one snowstorm after another come on the east coast and in in the northern part of the country here and it it's now mid august mid April and so that's slowing things down a little bit up there and and I think that's what we're looking at so I think you're going to see a little stronger economy, but I think we're also starting to see inflation. And and so this is something we want to continue to watch and kind of monitor going forward. We think over in the future, you have to start planning for more inflation. I mean, there is a possibility that this whole debt super cycle starts imploding upon itself. And that would be deflationary. But I really think that once that starts happening, these really these central banks have no choice but to flood the planet again with money. And eventually it's going to debase their currencies and cause even more inflation. And eventually we're going to see a currency failure somewhere around in the world. And so, again, that's going to be more inflationary. And and so I think you have to protect your retirement. And there's there. There's a big push from the government now. They want more and more people to annuitize their 401k plans, uh, their, their IRA rollovers, just buy an annuity and not worry about it. And, and by that, I mean not just an annuity, but annuitize it uh, so they have an income stream for retirement. Well, I you know, that's not a bad idea. But but what the big concern is, if we get a big inflation out there where inflation goes 5%, 6%, 7%, then it can really endanger your retirement. If if you study inflation, which I've done, is what you find is big inflations, it doesn't go like last year we had two percent inflation, this year we have three and a half percent, the next year we have four five percent inflation, the next year we have seven percent inflation, the next year we have eight percent inflation, the next year we have nine percent inflation. It tends to go two percent inflation one year, then three and a half the next and then 5%, and then 8%, and then 10%. It tends to just explode. It, it reaches a point where it really just almost feeds on itself and explodes very quickly. If you, if you look at the 1930s uh, with Germany, if you look at, at Argentina, if you look at the United States, it's, it was kind of always the same. It just kind of exploded. It, it, and, and so it, once it gets going, it, 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 the, it once it's very hard to put the genie back in the bottle in in. in and and what we're seeing here is we're seeing more and more of of particularly at the Fed they they're going to let the economy run hotter they've said they're going to try to let get inflation up some more but you know it, it tends to catch up so we've got oil prices going up look at the price at the pump we've got uh, cotton going up we got wheat going up we got wages going up we got bonuses going up that's translating into inflation and that's what we're going to see more and more of and so I you have to you want to be careful about if you come after retirement, you've got an IRA rollover, you annuitize it, you get this nice big income plus your Social Security and you're set and you got a little extra money each month. But the problem is, is as we've talked about in the show, a married couple has about a 90, about a 25% chance one of them lives to be 95. If they retire at 65, it's 30 years. Well, if, you, if, you, if you've got a retirement income and you annuitize everything in your Social Security and you've got $6,000 a month coming in, for retirement, and you're only spending fifty five hundred. It's really great, and you're set. But if inflation comes up, that that sixty five 
uh, that $6,000 a month retirement in the future, it might only be worth uh, on a present value basis, 3000 or even 2000 in, in a bad inflation. And so I think you want to, to some extent, understand that part of your social security is chained down is really not going to rise very much with inflation. You maybe want to have some annuity type of income, but you also want to have some growth income that can ride up with inflation. Maybe it lags a little bit, but it always catches up. And when when inflation came up, the market lagged, but then it caught back up with inflation. And and, and so that, that, that's one thing I think is going to be very important to understand it is not well talked about out there the importance of with your retirement plan having an inflationary protection plan in place and since we haven't had inflation we've had literally 30 years of declining inflation people have forgotten about this and don't understand the dangers of inflation so this is something we're going to be talking more about in the future but tell you what we're coming up here in a break a couple things we write about this in our max out savings report we just put another update in the report he, uh, uh, a special kind of update talking about some of the things in our max out savings report it went out last week uh if you have any questions uh, if you'd like to sign up for the free report go to the website maxoutsavings.com that's maxoutsavings with an s.com you can also sign up for a, a free appointment i'll sit down with you and go over your financial situation and see how you're set for retirement uh, we're here in Houston, Texas. Just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. And also, give us a call here at the station at 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. 
Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings investments in your retirement. We got a call from Jim to 713-339-1070 in the show. Hey, Jim, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I really appreciate your show and what you do. Oh, thank you. Uh, listen, uh, I am 68 years old. I'm retired, uh, okay. and I'm not very smart enough to buy individual stocks. So I buy uh, index funds. I've got uh, I've got about 50% of my money in bonds and 50% of my money in stocks. Okay, good. And in my stock fund, I've got 25% in a Dow Jones ETF and 25% in an S&P 500 ETF. My question is, in times of inflation, is that good? Are stocks going to keep going up, or should I change that 50-50 relationship? Or what are your thoughts? Well, that's a good question. Uh, a couple things. Uh one thing I, I think you want to do with the, with the index, and you're fifty, you're twenty five percent in the Dow and and in twenty five percent in the S and P. Yes, that makes my fifty percent. Okay. Okay. Uh, equity investment. Okay. With more inflation, you want to have shorter term bonds. So you want to take a look at your bonds. You can have a little some longer term, but you want to take take a look at you know go to a Morningstar or something and see what the maturity of the bonds is. You really want to be five years or less on the bonds. Uh, overall for, okay. for a good chunk of it. So take a look at that. Uh, also, you can look at, at tips. Uh, and particularly with, with, with the yield curve is starting to flatten, which means short-term rates are really going up quite a bit. And, and so you can get pretty close to what you can get on a longer bond right now. So shorter terms better until we until we really think uh, we're going to get some type of deflation. Or, uh, the, the other thing is, is with the index, with those, I would t- start taking a look at some little more index. Here's my fear, particularly the S&P 500, why I'm not a big fan of indexing. Okay. There's too much money going in it, and it, it is, is market cap weighted, which means there's too much money at the top of these really big stocks in, in these funds. And, and, and a lot of them are buying back stock as well. The companies are buying back stock in it. it, it, it and these stock buyback programs start looking to me like how to manipulate stocks. I mean, I, I, you know, one of these days I'll cover the book a, a friend of mine wrote on how to manipulate uh, how stocks are manipulated, in in uh-huh. uh, the the because they're buying every day, and then when there's a big sell off, they'll increase the buying, and, and that's that, that's so they're kind of been artificially pushing all these stocks up, and I, their balance sheets of the big corporations are starting to get pretty stretched, and I have to scale that back. I would also look at an S and P five hundred index fund, but not but an equal weighted mutual fund, which means you get a certain percentage of of, of five hundred different stocks, an equal percentage in there, and that might be a little bit better way to to kind of diversify a little bit away from that. I would also look at uh, at different types of of of, of maybe moving into more uh, a, a commodity based or or uh, fund or something along those lines. To, you know, for for part of it, if you think you're getting inflation, put more into commodity-based sector index funds, which could be your oils, your gases, your precious metals, those type. So do a little bit of diversification. Uh, I, I would not have all my money in the Dow and the S&P because I think those sectors in particular, 
I worry we could see a real liquidity problems in the future. And I think as people start getting out of those, they're going to be selling exactly. It's really they're going to. It's only about thirty stocks. I'll say fifty stocks between the S and P. If you put them together, the S and P and the Dow, they're really the lion's share of those things. And they're going to all be selling those exact same fifty stocks. It, and it could I be understand. could be similar to the to the Nifty Fifty in the nineteen sixties, late sixties, when it you know once it was over, those things started something. So I would do a little bit of expansion into different indexes with with your money. Okay, that sounds pretty good. You're a pretty smart guy, Ted. Well, thank you. You know, we just try. You've been around long enough. You pick a few things up. You know that, Thank you very much for what you do. Thank you. Well. But no, but this is interesting. The indexing is really a big thing out there, and everybody's doing it. I'm not completely convinced it works in a more inflationary world. And so, but the, the one good thing about indexes, there's a ton of different index funds out there. So try to broaden your horizons a little bit. Uh, I'm going to use Jim as an example here. Jim's got 50% in stocks. Uh, he can maybe take 10% and do some alternative indexes or some market cap uh, or equal weighted indexes or some commodity uh, stock indexes or different things. like. So expand upon your thing a little bit and keep maybe some of your core in the S&P, but be a little bit careful there. I think that's where all the money is, and, and, and that's something that, that – uh, we're watching real closely. And some other people are now really starting to pick up on the idea that these big stock buyback programs are maybe artificially pushing stock prices above where they ought to be. And once they start pulling back, the, the, the tide, one of the things I want you to understand out there is the tide is really starting to come out of this market now. It's We've had a bull market for a number of years, and I think it's really starting to, to come to an end. Stock interest rates are starting to go up. We we've got trade huge trade friction around the world. Really, with China, it's it's we're getting a much more of a of a, a, a almost a cold war mentality with China. Uh, and by the by the way, this is why China is trying to be somewhat conciliatory, not really trying to ramp things up too much because they don't want to spook these big multinationals. But there's a lot of stuff happening in the world. A lot of things changing. Inflation is starting to come back after a after a thirty year decline. Uh, that trade, free trade is starting to back down and it's going to become more fair trade, which is a big difference between the two. Uh, the, the, we have a president that, you know, some people don't like, some people do. You've got a, a very hot political season coming in over the summer between the Republicans and the Democrats, uh, you know, threatening the president at every turn. None of these things are positive for the stock market. And I really think you have to start dialing back. Uh, we've talked on this show about, I think that 2,600 on the S and P 500 is the real line in the sand, uh, and 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 I think you've just got to be really careful in here overall. Uh, the if you look at the the Nasdaq, it, it you know I had, I had a level we were watching on that. It went above it for a breakout, then it reversed back down. And, and if you look at the 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 S and P, still can't get above the hundred day moving average. Uh, it can't really get above the 50-day moving average, and the 50s going under the highs. All of this stuff is starting to work against the stock market. And and but but the, but the really big trends, the 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 financial engineering trend. Uh, the you know when I started in this business, I I I, I worked with one of the pioneers in in stock buyback programs. This man put together screens and brought them around to corporations. These screens you can pull up on 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 your internet now, screening things. This guy invented them. And uh, Mike Metz, and he brought him around to uh, 
to different institutions to show them cash levels of companies and why some people should buy back stock. And and now everybody's doing it. The financial engineering's reached its heyday. Uh, you have a Federal Reserve that's flooded the world with money. They've taken rates to the lowest level in 5,000 years in uh, in the history of the United States as well. And, uh, you know, the, we have free trade globally, and all of a sudden that's that's it's going to be instead of free trade, which takes advantage of American companies, it's going to be in Americans, it's going to be fair trade. All of this, these are big, big, big picture shifts that are starting to happen. They're not real bullish for the markets. I think really got to start questioning, is this bull market coming to an end? And I think the answer is, yeah, and you know, it, can, it can go on for a little while longer, but it's getting closer and closer and closer. And so you want you want to be cautious in here. Uh, by the way, this is the last segment of the show. If you've got a question or comment, this is a live show, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. The, the Looking at the uh, – run, running through a, a, a couple of the numbers here, the – as I said, the S&P really, it's still having trouble breaking above the, these levels. Oil is is breaking out. The You know, the S&P is, can't get above the 100-day. It's broken down. Uh, the oil is breaking out to the upside. Gold is very close to having a big breakout to the upside. Uh, commodities are going up. Uh, so this is good. Texas is a big commodity state. We produce a lot of agricultural products, a lot of oil and gas. A lot of chemicals. These are all commodities. Uh, it's it's not good if I pull up to the pump and I've got to pay an extra dime or twenty cents more. But but for Texas in Houston, it's it, it's pretty good. And so uh, the yeah, it's good for us. But this is more inflationary, and, and and we're seeing interest rates go up. And there's a real school of thought that's starting to come about that higher interest rates are actually inflationary and low rates were deflationary. And so we've had interest rates go from zero to about 1.75% on Fed funds rates or close to zero in the last two years. That's a big increase in rates. Those are all started. And again, this is another big tide that's starting to move, shift against the the the, the market. And so you're going to see these changes. And you know these changes happen slowly, slowly. And then all of a sudden, boom, they happen quickly. And you get these big sell-offs in the market. And that's something we're, we're watching real closely. Now, some of you have just tuned into the show. And so I thought I would just kind of go over again. We, we, we talked earlier on the show about China. And, uh, you know, the, the numbers from out of China are basically, if you listen to the trade numbers, what you come up with is 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 they'll give you a trade deficit number, and that number is what is it? I'm gonna I'm adding as we talk on the radio. Isn't that impressive? Uh, Three hundred and seventy billion dollars uh, of a deficit. It sounds really bad, but if you sit and look at the two numbers, the imports versus our exports, it, it looks even worse. It, which is I thought really interesting. It's actually five hundred and six billion dollars worth of imports from China. China exports over half a trillion dollars worth of products in the United States, and we only get to import a hundred and thirty billion dollars worth of of product from China. And 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 if you really if you take away the agricultural products and the oil and gas, which is are really fungible assets, I mean, if they buy them from us versus buying them from Brazil or Saudi Arabia, it doesn't make any difference. We'll sell our stuff to the person they didn't buy them from. 
it, you know, they're not really importing very many products from us at all. Really, what they're doing is they're using us to build up their industrial uh, capacity in their country to compete against us. And and, and so we're going to have to get tough with China. And, and the, the point I wanted to make, we're seeing another big global shift, big picture type of thing is people thought, hey, they got the United States, they got China. China's going to be just like the United States in a few years, and it's becoming more open, free market economy. It, it, all of a sudden, China has a president for life. The hardliners have taken control of the Communist Party. You know, people forget uh, Xi Jinping, he basically spent, I don't know how many years, like five or ten years, uh, he moved out to the farms in, in, to, to build up his power base out there from the cities. I mean, he's very much similar to Mao in a way. But so, so, so the world is now waking up to the idea that, wait a minute, there's two completely different schools, two completely different countries, two completely different paths moving forward for the world. We can have a, a, a democratic, a freedom-loving democratic world uh, with a free market system and capitalism, or we can have a, a controlled authoritarian uh, communist uh, world uh, run by the communist organization that is a command-controlled economy with corp with corporations partially owned by the government and in the government installing committees of communist uh, 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 the communist what am I trying to say communist the uh, I can't believe I'm just blacking out on this but basically communist sympathizers in there. Uh, communist party members in these companies making sure they tow the communist party line and, and so so the question is is can you want to be an american company where we're going to have a difference where there's kind of a a, a, a wall between the government and corporations and, and they it's a free market or we're going to have corporations controlled by the government like they are in china this is two very very different things and, and one of them is a democracy where we have two two parties feuding back and forth. The other is basically the communist organization that basically it comes up from the bottom and is is a monolithic organization. And there is no there's really no democracy in there. And, and so understand that was not the way the world was supposed to be. When we opened up to China, eventually they were going to be kind of more like us, communist light, you know, democracy to some extent, and they were going to have capitalism and it's all going to be somewhat fair in free market. That's not what you're seeing out of China. And, and, and this is why the China, people in China are starting to flee the country. Money's fleeing the country. You don't see, you don't hear from China having to build a wall to keep the immigrants out of their country. There's a reason for that. And so corporations are now realizing they have a choice. They're going to have to make a choice here. Do you want to, are, do they want to be a free market capitalist system where they want to be controlled by the governments and, and, and so this is a big thing and people are starting to wake up with this and this is this is people and multinationals are going to start having to reassess their supply chains into china and maybe they should put their supply chains in the united states or closer to the united states which is a very good thing for the american people this is something we're going to think about it's going to be interesting to hear more about this talk but fascinating things happening in the world but not all of them are real positive for the stock market. They're real, they're 
more positive for our economy. They're more positive for our future. They're more positive for manufacturing, for growth, research and development, for building and building a better United States. But they're not real positive for the stock market and the Federal Reserve that's flooding the world with money because they're having to pull the money back. And that's endangering stock prices and asset prices. So we want to be a little more careful in here. Uh, I, I, you know, we're. If you need some help with some of this stuff, I'll be happy to sit down with you. That's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're value investors in the stock and bond market. Uh, if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can also go to the uh, website, sign up for our free report. We just sent out a report, an update on the market, some other things we're seeing happening out there. This is a free report. In nineteen. 19- in 2007, we wrote there were going to be failures of investment banks because of the mortgage markets. People thought we were completely crazy at the time. We called it before anyone else on Wall Street did. I, almost no one I know of wrote what we wrote in the Max Out Savings Report. We do a lot of stuff to help you out to protect you and your retirement and your wealth. Uh, so just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for that free report, and we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. In the interim, remember... Our philosophy in the motto of the show is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The answer... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.